sit down with your agent, have that conversation, and then confirm the conversation in writing. Send an email to the agent. Okay, we sat down today. Thank you so much for meeting me. We discussed mm-hmm. that I really want coverage for fire and hurricane and everything. You told you were selling the Cadillac and everything and yeah. save that email. We didn't really touch on this, but these photos, these videos, all that stuff you're doing, save it all to the cloud. There's just no reason mm-hmm. in today's world that you should have stuff saved on a laptop or if the laptop gets damaged, mm-hmm. you lose everything. So yeah. use a cloud-based email, turn off your automatic delete settings. If you don't know if you have automatic delete settings, learn what they are and turn them yeah. off. So you leading things just be careful welcome to super entrepreneurs podcast today we have with us galen here galen is the owner at insurance claim hq is a property casualty attorney who has helped over 1,200 families rebuild their homes and businesses. Well, welcome, Gillen. Thanks. How are you doing, Shahid? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. That's a honorable task that you're doing, huh? We're trying. Look, yeah. I'm really lucky. I've got a great job because so yeah. many lawyers get, get hit with so many bad things and accused of so many bad things, and I get to help people, so I love it. Yeah. Can you elaborate more on this? Like, how do you help people? Yeah. So we go in after disasters, both big disasters and what we call isolated. So big disaster being mm. like a hurricane, isolated being someone's house caught fire, right? Uh, we help them figure out what they're owed, what their insurance company should be paying. And mm-hmm. uh-huh. then we advocate to make sure they get enough to fix their home or their business. Do you feel that sometimes the insurance company doesn't pay the right amount? I feel that all the time, the insurance company doesn't really? get it right. <laughs> yeah, look, you got to keep in mind, my view is probably jaded because yeah. when people come to me, by the time they come to me, they usually have been mistreated, right? So uh, no, one, no one hires me to tell me that the insurance company did a great job. But so it's not 90, all cases. It's not all cases, but I do believe that around 90% of people are underpaid and many don't even realize it. So are you making any efforts to bring that awareness out in the market? I know we're here today to bring that awareness, but anything else that is being done? Yeah, yes and no. We do. Look, I found a long time ago that accusing someone of being a bad person doesn't make anyone feel good, right? No. So what we do is we do a lot of education. We go yeah, out exactly. pastors, show people how to figure out what they're owed, show people how to figure out how to talk to their insurance company, how to handle their claim themselves. Mm-hmm. We find more often than not, we get emails, phone calls, text messages later, like a few months after we do an event like that, where someone's, oh man, everything you said would happen did happen. So what we wow. try to do is just educate the masses after a big disaster. So just so they understand and they can be really wise consumers. Okay, good. How did you get into this specific niche? <laughs> so after Hurricane Katrina, I was yeah. trying to figure out what to do with my life. And uh-huh. I decided to come help with post like hurricane relief efforts. So I was just really gutting houses and doing like physical labor out in the ninth ward and met so many people who were so passionate about helping after disasters, hooked up, started a nonprofit, and then the rest was history. I ended up leaving that for a while going and doing defense work, but it was just my calling. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be in the action, helping people after disasters. Very good. 
So what kind of tips can you share for someone that went through or going through a claim that they can look at? Yeah, all the tips. Yeah, first things first, get someone to help you. That's not self-serving. Doesn't matter to me whether you get me or not. Get someone to help you. Insurance companies have a lot of resources, a lot of people, a lot of software, a lot of AI, a lot of you mm -hmm. name it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not bad. It doesn't make them bad people, but it means that they are mm. significantly better equipped to underpay your yeah. claim than you are equipped yeah. to even know what you're owed. So get someone that can help you with that, whether that's a public adjuster, one. a contractor, mm -hmm. an attorney. Look, if you chip a tooth, you don't a decide. A contractor? To yeah, even a contractor can probably help you. I'm a little, I'm a little negative on some contractors, but there's some really good, honest contractors out there. They know it's oh. owed. They can you navigate okay. that. Gonna give you an estimate. Mm -hmm. Look, the example I give is if you chip a tooth, you don't go pull it out yourself and then hope it heals. You go to the dentist. No. So yeah. if something happens to your house, don't just anticipate the insurance company is going to tell you what it should be. Go get someone to help you with that process. Very good. Any other tips? Yeah. Document everything. If you know a disaster is coming, which we don't always, but if you know it's going to be a hurricane or something like that, Document your house ahead of time, take photos, take video, walk around, really make sure you understand what the state of your house is like before a storm and then do it after. Even in a situation like a fire or something that's not planned, I still recommend walking around and documenting your home immediately after the disaster, just because that's going to be the freshest. Don't halfway do it. Don't shortcut it. Like really take that time to video everything, photograph everything, even oh. if you don't know what you're doing the person you hire later, that stuff will be really helpful. And then mm. along those lines, I don't know if you do spring cleaning or anything like that, I recommend that's also a really good time to document your house. And when I say your house, I also mean the stuff in your house. We have so much oh, stuff. everything. Yeah. We have so much stuff as Americans, right? Yeah. We have a closet full of stuff. You don't even know how much stuff you have. Like I, it cracks me up. These people with these homes, they might have a $200,000 home. And then they've got contents coverage and they've got 15,000 in contents and they call me up and they say, I need your help. And I look at their policy and say, why do you only have 15,000 in contents? And they're like, oh man, I don't, there's no way I have more than $15,000 worth of stuff. And I'm like, oh, let's see. And we find 15,000 worth of stuff just in the living room because at the end of the day, you spend your whole life acquiring stuff. Your mm -hmm. house is one purchase, but all the stuff that's in it, those are gifts, presents, things you worked for, things you've had since you're a kid, right? You can have just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff in your house. So document it, take photos, take video of what you had. You are never going to sit there after a fire and remember everything that was in your closet. It's not happening. No. So by having, by doing that once a year, like a spring cleaning event, you're really mm. setting yourself up for success in the event that you have a claim. Good. And what percentage have this content when an emergency hits and they come to you? Yeah, if you have a homeowner's policy, I would say that it is almost certain that you have contents coverage. You don't have contents coverage if either you chose not to get it or if you have what we call forced placed insurance. That's another great piece of advice for you. If you got a letter from your mortgage company one day saying, hey, you don't have insurance, so we're going to get it for you. You do not have insurance. They oh. went and bought insurance for them, not for you. So if anything happens to your house, they get the money, not you. They decide whether they're going to fix the house, not you. They, you can't file a lawsuit. It's if a you're fine not line. It. Yeah. And by the way, they will not file a lawsuit because usually they use companies that they own to write the insurance. So they're not going to pursue the claim. 
So you really don't have insurance. All you're doing is paying a higher mortgage now. So if that happened to you, go out, get your own insurance now. So you have something that protects you and then write your mortgage company and say, hey, cancel that policy. I've got my own. Here's a copy. But if you went and purchased it yourself, you have contents coverage almost certainly. Your recommendation about creating videos and, and making a list when you're doing spring cleaning in the event of a disaster and a client comes to you, uh, what percentage of them actually are prepared with what you need, such as content and the list? Five. 5% maybe. Oh. Yeah, look, we can help you if you're not prepared, but it's much easier to help you. First of all, yeah. we'll cut you off the price if you're prepared. And secondly, we'll get your claim resolved much faster if you're prepared because it just makes it easier. Um, yeah. So there's obviously a financial benefit, but I would say 5% maybe are prepared for a claim. Mm. It's normal. Mm. Look, we don't run around thinking about disaster. No. Plan disaster. If you live like that, it's not a fun existence, but no. my job is to think about disaster and make sure you're going to be covered. And what, how long does it take to go through a claim if they're prepared and not prepared approximately? Yeah. If they're really prepared, they've done a great job documenting everything. We've had claims we've been able to resolve in a matter of a couple of weeks. The ones where mm -hmm. we've had to really do everything from the ground up, it might be a couple of months before we can even really start working on the claim because we're spending all that time playing catch up. Yeah. Is there any specific items or infrastructure that they do not cover no matter what? No, nothing that's like never, ever covered. There's trends we're seeing. We're seeing more and more trends towards providing less and less coverage. We've had a couple of years now with these really bad winter storms in the south. So we're starting to see more and more pipe burst exclusions. Oh. Carriers are smart, right? If they get hit with something really bad. Their goal is going to be not to cover it going forward because it costs too much money. So you have to watch out for those things. I would say that everyone should have a conversation with their insurance agent to make sure they understand exactly what's covered and what's not covered. I'm amazed how many people just go buy a policy based on price alone and then the <laughs> policy mailed to them and then they throw it away because it's 100 pages and they don't have time to read it. And then something yeah. happens to their house and they call me and the first thing we're going to do, we'll agree to represent you, but the first thing we're going to do before we get started is write the carrier and ask for the policy. And then the second thing we're going to do is read the policy. And then the third thing we're going to do is compare the policy to what happened, right? And mm. I can't tell you how many times, and it's gut-wrenching, I have to make a phone call saying, look, you don't have any coverage for this. You know, maybe you had a hurricane, but you bought a policy that excluded wind. So mm. I can't help you. Or Fine maybe you details. Maybe you didn't get flood coverage and you had it flood at your house. I guess there's nothing we can do. Starting to see that with the pipe bursts. Fire. Oh, yeah. I've seen that all over California for anyone listening on the West Coast. Seeing lots and lots of what we call direct flame mm -hmm. coverage only, <laughs> meaning nothing like the smoke damage and stuff isn't covered. The part of the property had to be hit with a direct flame. So if you were right next door to a wildfire and your house is completely unlivable and smells terrible, you might not have coverage. So you really have to sit down with your agent and say, look, here are the things I'm worried about, and I want to make sure I'm covered. Very good. So what do you feel sets your company apart from other insurance claims companies? Oh, only a couple of things. So I'll say the biggest thing that sets us aside is this is all we do. We eat, breathe, and okay. live this stuff. So our people actually know it. A lot of people in my industry just jump into my industry when there's a big disaster. Oh, there was a hurricane. I can oh, do that. Oh, really? 
Yeah, but they were in divorce court three weeks ago. Yeah, right no way. That, that that happens? Oh, yeah, 100%. Wow. Now, 100%. One of the reasons lawyers get a bad rap. So I think, number one, that's the biggest thing is that we focus on this. We know this stuff, which is more than just, let's say, the lawyer assigned to your case. They're going to be a good lawyer, hopefully, in any firm. But my lawyers have access to 30 other lawyers at the firm that also only do this stuff. So they see something they've never seen before. They ask about it and they get 29 answers back. So it like a rising tide lifts all ships. So because we have so many people that only do this stuff, I think we get the best hive mind, so to speak. And then the second mm. thing, and it's really, I have to thank our staff. Our attorneys do care, but I really have to thank our staff for this, is we mm. have what we yeah. call an unrelenting attitude of charity. Meaning our staff wake up every morning thinking about our clients and they go to bed every night hoping their client's day was made better. And, and that like comes that. through. Whether that's trying to arrange housing for someone, trying to get mm -hmm. people temporary living arrangements, trying to get stuff for someone so they can continue living, trying to arrange for any kind of emergency accommodations, whatever it is, our mm -hmm. staff, some of our staff are trained social workers, not they didn't come from the legal field. And one of the things we want to do is make sure we're meeting our clients' core needs so they don't have to be as stressed out by the insurance claim itself. And I think that just sets us really far apart from our quote unquote cool. competitors. That's very good. That's excellent. Having that detailed awareness about your clients and having their back like that is definitely something that is well sought after, right? We hire good people and our clients mm -hmm. are good people. So it just makes sense for them mm -hmm. to be good to each other. Good. So can you share like an example of a successful claim that you helped resolve? Yeah, I think the number that you gave at the beginning was 1,200, but that's so out of date. We're in the thousands at this point. So yeah, we so resolved one of them that comes to mind. Yeah, look, we resolved one already this morning and this lady, mm -hmm. love her to death. She was a victim of a hurricane in mm -hmm. Florida, just this hurricane Ian very recently. Her carrier didn't pay her a penny. It's now March. The storm was what, September? They didn't pay her a penny. She had to live in her car for three weeks before she called us. We were able to get her into temporary housing. We ended up finding someone to cover the cost. We ended up finding a contractor that would start working on her house before the claim even paid. So we've actually had her back in her house for about a month, even though the carrier hasn't paid. And then mm -hmm. this morning, the insurance company finally sent a check. Amazing. But because we have those resources and those connections, sometimes we can set that up where we can start getting you back to normal before you even get paid by your carriers. And we love this lady. Like, I cannot believe she was living in her car before she called us. That should oh, never happen to anyone in the U.S. too bad. Yeah. That's great that you help with that. And the key word there is connections. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. That's wonderful. So can you share the reason why they didn't pay? Like, she didn't have the right coverage? No, you want my honest theory? It got lost on someone's desk. They were busy. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we haven't quite deciphered why they didn't pay, but the squeaky mm. wheel gets the grease. We're pretty squeaky. So mm. once we got involved, we started to see more action. But I really just think mm. it got lost on someone's desk. I think she was calling. And if wow. you're sitting at home thinking, I know how to make noise, like she was calling, yeah. she was writing them, but she's also a good person. And yeah. She probably accurately assumed as well that if she started screaming and yelling at these people, she probably would not get what she wanted. Yeah, so she stayed yeah. polite. She stayed professional. She did everything you would mm -hmm. advise someone to do. 
but she just got ignored. And I really think yeah. sometimes it's as simple as these folks are overwhelmed at the insurance company. Yeah. They can't keep up. Too much. Yeah, definitely. And it's completely different when they receive a letter from a law firm. It is. Some law firms, some law firms, some insurance companies <laughs> have mm -hmm. different departments for when there's a law firm involved. Oh, that's like so, a strategy on their, on its own. Yeah. It's what it really is. It's their better staff, right? It's better yeah. adjustment, more knowledgeable exactly. adjuster, people that are going to have smaller claim loads so they can be more responsive mm -hmm. and things like that. So we don't, it's not that we get special treatment. We don't, but we get mm -hmm. special treatment, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what's the fastest way of someone to reach you when they face something like this? Oh, website, easily enough. We also answer the phone 24 hours a day. So I would go to insuranceclaimhq.com. You can fill out a little form there or chat with one of our people. We will call you like immediately. The other okay. thing I would do is just call our number 844-CLAIM-84. We answer that phone 24 hours a day. And depending on when you call, look, if you call at 2 a.m., it's going to be hard for us to get to you within yeah. the third yeah. hour. But I mean, mm. you can have people, depending on the magnitude of loss, we can have people out within sometimes hours. If someone goes through their policy and they had a disaster and they notice they don't have coverage for that specific disaster, they should not be calling you or should they still call you? They should probably call. We can take a look at whether there's liability against the agent, but I will tell mm. you this in most states, unless you can show that you specifically asked the agent to get you certain coverage and then the agent didn't, that in oh. many states, you just do not have any recourse. So that's why I was saying it's so important to have that sit down conversation. Yeah, because if you just trusted them and then you purchased it in some states, you won't have any recourse. So you got to sit down with them. Hey, this is what's important to me. This is what I want. What are you getting? Mm. Is it going to be what I mm. want? So do you also help with individuals or families that want to get coverage to look at what they're signing? Yeah, so we do that for businesses, but we just okay. don't have the manpower to do it for residents. residents. Um, but I will tell you, what I tell them is this. Sit down with your agent, have that conversation, mm -hmm. and then confirm the conversation in writing. Send an email oh. to the agent. Okay, we sat down today. Thank you so much for meeting me. We discussed mm -hmm. that I really want coverage for fire and hurricane and everything. You told me you were selling me the Cadillac insurance. That's a good point. Everything and yeah. save that email. We didn't really touch on this, but these photos, these videos, all that stuff you're doing, save it all to the cloud. There's just no reason mm -hmm. today in today's world that you should have stuff saved on a laptop or if the laptop gets damaged, mm -hmm. you lose everything. So yeah. use a cloud based internet email, turn off your automatic delete settings. If you don't know if you have automatic delete settings, learn what they are and turn them yeah. off. So deleting things. That's a good point. Then, yeah. Yeah. Just be careful, right? But people yeah. don't think about that because we just go through because mm. we're so busy and we're so stressed yeah. so much that we don't even mm. realize that like our data is not stored somewhere where we can get it. We don't realize we might be deleting it by accident. Yeah, no, that's great help. Galen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? Yeah, so I learned a few years back, I owned a business, a law firm. And we were growing, but we were growing very slow. And I wasn't able to help the people at the magnitude I wanted to help them. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is I have a really good superpower for identifying good people. And oh, as soon yeah. as I realized that I could find those people and then trust them, we just started yeah. growing exponentially. I can relate to that as well.
That is that yeah. is definitely a superpower to have that ability. I feel like I got that from my dad. He was like that. I remember he would just right away say, nope, I'm not doing business with this person right away. He would just know. And you will hear something later on that they were involved with something. And then the people that he works with, even after 40 years or 35 years, are still with him. People that he knew that were going to be good. So I feel like I have that quality. I believe it is an inner quality. It's a sensation that you get when you meet people. It is. But then the second step, and this is the hardest part, is you got to get out of your own way. When you yeah, find good people, you got to trust them and let them do what they yeah. do. Yes. That's the, a lot of people fall short on that part. Yeah, no, that's great. It was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure speaking to you about what you do. I'm happy to hear how you're helping people find the solution, the right solutions. You're protecting them. That's great what you do. Continue on. Wishing you all the best and all the growth. Thank you for coming on our show. No, thanks for having me. No problem. Audience, once again, thank you so much for joining us. You can take a look at his information, Galen's information on the show notes. If you don't have coverage right now and something that you, or you do, and you're not sure what it is, take the time to go through it, skim it. If there's a digital one, another thing you could do is maybe convert it to Google Doc and allow it to read, put in Word, and it'll read it to you. So it's like someone speaking, if you don't want to read it, you just have the computer read it to you. That helps. I use that for when there's large documents and just spend some time and just take it in, make notes. And if you need help, get in touch with Galen. I appreciate you guys and thank you for helping us grow. And Galen, thanks once again for being on our show.